While no one knows the exact number, and Texas House and Senate projections differ on how much will be cut from the state education budget, educators across the state are planning for the number to be large. How many billions, they don't know. So they're planning for a variety of scenarios. As lawmakers propose across-the-board cuts that affect districts on an equal percentage basis, smaller districts like Axtell and Valley Mills are pushing for the cuts to be rated differently for their property-poor districts than for larger districts with a larger property tax base. Many experts say this is unlikely, but Valley Mills Superintendent Larry Robinson suggests one idea that's shared by a Texas lawmaker. Well, what I would like to see is, is first off, move away from target revenue. Uh, <clears throat> that was developed in 2006 to offset the, the compression of tax rate. There's been a move, uh, a push. Uh, Florence Shapiro is one that has, has come out and championed a program that would move people to a more uh, equitable number uh, per WADA per student um, and that uh, that's something I would like to see all those schools that are funded above that whatever that target number is whatever they come up with let's say it was five thousand dollars if you're below that you get brought up to that number if you're above it you get brought down to it it's going to save a lot of money because they're not paying all those schools that are above that that amount above so it would it would actually equalize it and save money. And I think as a school administrator, if, if you know what your number is, if you know it's $5,000 that you're going to get per kid, you can sit down and you can write a budget. You, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, is your target revenue going to go up or down because tax rate goes up and down or your uh, tax values go up and down and that kind of thing. His colleague at Axtell, Superintendent Stanley Harris, has similar sentiments as he faces budget planning amidst a wide array of questions. Well, if they use the funding formulas and adjust those in, in a way to come up with a, a school funding plan, uh, it likely would be more equitable for, uh, for the school districts. Uh, if they just do a percentage cut across the board, uh, I think that's going to be more regressive and the uh, um, property poor school districts are going to suffer uh, more of a loss, a greater loss. Uh, than, than will the other districts. As you look forward, as you said, there's a lot of known unknowns. How do you go forward right now planning? Do you, in this case, just how do you deal with the, kind of the uncertainty? Well, we're just now beginning to look at uh, budgets for next year, and we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, prepare a budget that is uh, trimmed, I guess you might say. As a result, we'll see what happens. Uh, our budget will probably be adopted if there are... Uh, added sessions uh, in the legislature that go through the summer, our budget will be adopted in late June. And as a result, we may adopt a budget and then have to come back and, and amend it depending on funding. Right now, we're fortunate to have a, a fund balance that will help us uh, see through a year or two. But uh, beyond that, uh, we'll have to take some, some hard looks at uh, how we're spending our our resources. Larry Robinson also stresses that the major impact of the cuts won't be felt by his district until a year or two down the road. And as he expects that the final cuts will have a greater impact on his smaller district than the larger ones, he's asking his employees to start the belt tightening now. We spend about 85% of our budget is on staffing. Um, and, and then the, the other uh, 15% is around $1.6 million in expenditures uh, that's that is not uh, uh, that is not pay payroll. 
and what I've asked the staff to do is if everybody would cut their, their individual budgets by 10%, uh, that would save us, uh, you know, $160,000, which is approximately what uh, a 6% cut <clears throat> would be uh, from the state. So if, if it did come down from the state that it was 6% or 7%, just being able to cut our budgets, individual classroom budgets, uh, athletic budgets, everything, by 10% would save us exactly what they're going to cut us. So we would, be, we would be in good shape. That's just one example. Harris at Axtell ISD also has money in reserve, but thinking down the line, he foresees elective classes put at risk if the cuts are as deep as anticipated. Fine arts is an area that a lot of people look to in order to, to uh, maybe trim their budget or trim their staff. Uh, we have uh, limited uh, uh, fine arts program, and it'd just be difficult to do that. There are other areas that are similar to that that uh, other districts may be uh, using and have as more or less an extra or a luxury, and those of us in the uh, less wealthy school districts may not have that uh, luxury to, uh, to trim. They'll deal with that uncertainty for weeks to come as the bills voted on by the House and Senate take shape. Their employees will live with that uncertainty, too, with stories of lost jobs in districts, including Waco. The news. Larry Robinson sums up his hope and the hope of many other superintendents and school employees as they head down that path. As, as a superintendent of Valley Mills or any other school district, I don't, I don't know of a superintendent out there that doesn't understand that we have to share the burden. If the state has a deficit budget, we have to share the burden. But... It needs to be equitable the way it's done, and we need to make sure that we're not hurting education. You can hear yesterday's story online at kwbu.org with more coverage of the education budget in the weeks to come here on 103.3 FM. For KWBU News, I'm Derek Smith.